welcome to Nerd Nook once again with your hosts, The Analyst. And Doc Cinema. We are back with a very special episode. We are continuing on with Star Wars from Boba Fett to Revenge of the Sith. Possibly, in my opinion, right off the bat, I'm just going to say it, it's it's one of my favorite Star Wars. It's, it's the best Star Wars movie. Which is probably an unpopular opinion, really. But I think it's pretty. I think it's a pretty popular opinion for younger people. We're already starting off disagreeing. <laughs> All right, so we'll jump right into um, the the categories. Um, as a forewarning, this might be a little bit long. We have a lot to talk about. We mm-hmm. really do. There's a lot going on here, um, especially in the drama segments and the in the character segments. Um, There's a lot of interesting things that the analyst has to uh, share with with you as our listeners today i'm gonna kind of sit back a little bit and uh let him take the reins on this one very passionate movie um this is where i really this is really where i geek out this is my this is my movie where i geek out okay so we will jump right in past the plot i don't really think we need to talk about the plot everyone knows about it everyone knows what happens anakin falls to the dark side and with that we'll jump right in two characters quality and development now right off the bat i wouldn't even say develop what i think of development here i really think of change but not in a good way obviously we see anakin right. fall as the major character development in terms of qualities though anakin is just a very phenomenal character he's rooted both in the light and the dark side uh, again as the one fated to bring balance we see a balance of both light and dark he wants to do the right thing but he also was very emotional, prone to rage, and letting those emotions uh, take control of him, uh, shifting towards the dark side, uh, which is very interesting. We don't really see that in a lot of characters. They're, it's usually very either you're good or you're evil. Yeah, a clean line. He's very <clears throat> mixed, yeah. which we definitely see a lot. And again, in this movie, we see the more of the dark side of him as he turns into Darth Vader. Yeah, he has a um, more duality as... Uh, his alliance to good and evil. And that's what makes him else. so profound as a character. He has that duality. He mm-hmm. has that struggle. Uh, so right off the bat, it's a 10 for me with Anakin. Uh, Obi-Wan also is a very interesting character. He's definitely more of a light. There really isn't anything evil about Obi-Wan. He was He's a pure Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking, looking this up, he's considered one of the most pure Jedi in existence in Star Wars canon. I'd say he's pretty lawful good. He, he is extremely lawful good. Um, so much so that even though Anakin starts to turn, he still cares about Anakin. He still tries to convince him to come back to the, to the light side. Yeah. And to, and to change his ways. He still cares about Anakin. And he wants to believe that he's the best that he can be. Exactly, yes. Uh, so with uh, with Anakin and Obi-Wan, their dynamics is, is very strong. We see that develop uh, th- uh, throughout the prequels um, as apprentice and master. Uh, throughout the Clone Wars, if you if you have watched the Clone Wars, they really strengthen their bond. Um, and then here, they have a strong bond starting out, and that just all deteriorates as a very strong character development there. Uh, besides those two, I would say Yoda is also very wise. Um, th- there are some parts where he needs to explain things better. He, he's very vague. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to explain things more in order to produce the best results. Um, as like a therapist, 
I kind of think of Yoda as a therapist to a lot of these Jedi, and he's very wise. His wisdom is yes. his wisdom is paramount. Um, but he he needs to he, he could have done a little bit better. But um, he's again extremely wise, very strong with the light side of the Force. Um, Mace Windu, badass. He's just an awesome character. Mm-hmm. Very strong in the light side. Very strong duelist. He has one of the most. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say strong. He is the most effective lightsaber. He's one of the most powerful Jedi. He is one of the most powerful Jedi. He's, well, If not the most. He contends with Count Dooku, who know was of. at one point the most powerful Jedi master in history. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he was able to actually best Count Dooku using yeah. his form. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, Count Dooku kind of like got his own form in response to that. And they kind of even each other out. But again, Mace Windu and also Count Dooku. We don't really see Dooku too much in this. He kind of dies in the beginning. That's okay, though. It's just very much a pawn. He, he's so. very much a pawn. We see that a lot. Uh, a lot of these uh, Darksiders are pawns to the big bad Palpatine, mm-hmm. which I will also mention. Very profound character. He's so skinny. He is the puppet master of all puppet masters. And that really what makes him a 10 in my book. Um... An evil guy that just loves to be evil. He just loves to be evil, loves power. General Grievous is also a good mention. He's he's just so ridiculous. He's not even a Force user, and he's been able to destroy so many Jedi. General Grievous is just super cool. He's super cool. He's a super cool cyborg. He basically has nothing left organically. It's just some organs in his eyes and his heart. Mm-hmm. That's it. He's, he's almost pure robot. I mean... What better general for the droid army than a droid itself? But almost a droid, though. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my spiel on the characters and character development. I'll leave it off to Doc Cinema now. What did you say? Well, yeah. Um, I'm just going to say one thing about General Grievous because I'm a, a fan. Uh, yeah, he actually, if you didn't know this about General Grievous, he gave away parts of his body as improvements. And that is what got him to where he is is mostly or like yeah probably like 90 percent droid or more um and he was a general and yeah he just kept doing that making improvements or becoming more of a cyborg as time progressed and he just was obsessed with being a, a great general of war he was obsessed with being a warrior that was his background yes. on his planet he was a mm-hmm. he was actually a he was a warlord for his people he was one of like their greatest leaders and then the sith took him in exactly which i think is pretty badass even though he's like kind of gets manipulated but i feel like he's still kind of on an island of his own he he basically gets what he wants he doesn't really care about being manipulated he, yeah. he's in charge of the greatest droid army in the galaxy that's all he that's really wanted. true um yeah i mean i think uh you said a lot there i'm gonna leave it at that for me for character character quality so what was your rating um just about grievous <laughs> uh i don't know i feel like it would have to be pretty middle middle high maybe like six or seven okay i don't know i i think that um anakin is de- has to be the highest like he's he's the one who's carrying the character development here he really is it's um, this movie's all about him nobody else really develops um 
yeah, I mean, even I guess Palpatine, you could say, maybe, probably, because he, he, I don't know, just oh, no. becomes more of a manipulator. I don't think so he basically like, kind of just, just emerges in the end. Yeah. Uh you know what? I agree with that. He yeah. does emerge at the end. He does develop into the full emperor. Because it's what he's been end. building up for yeah, this whole exactly. time, you know. So like he kind of realizes his goal at the end of the film. He's like, I'm done being the puppet master. Yeah. Now it's time to be the emperor. And he just flips the switch into, like, you know, no more hiding and just being evil all the time. Yep. Mode. Yeah. All so, right. I don't know. Yes, yeah, probably seven. A seven? I could all maybe right. put it to eight if I was being nice. You, if you're being general, g- generous, grievous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, that was a that was a strong start off on that category. We'll mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll go to the next one, which is the actors. Um, pretty ties into that the characters actually. Um, Hayden Christensen, Ewan McGregor, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. What a what a what a throw in there, and he <laughs> delivers. He does. He. Uh, Obviously, he's in. He's in episode I mean, two as well. Obviously, I don't have to say much about Hayden and Ewan. They're just both great actors. They filled both roles. Uh, great. They they uh-huh. just they delivered what was expected. Nobody saw Sam L. Jackson coming though. But he, a lot of he people, was in the second one. I I I understand that, but like to you didn't think to he was start out come back to start out in the prequels for them to throw him in was very unique. And they 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 made the right call there. Yeah, I, I'm glad that they brought him back. He was definitely a power move to be back in this film. I mean, he like the the role that he played in this movie was very a strong character. He, yes, he he portray, he portrays such a strong personality. Not mm-hmm. even in the movie, but just in in all of his different pieces that he does. Yeah, he, yeah. He's always a strong, powerful presence That's in true. whatever characters, and he brings that in with Mace, and what a character to, to bring that in with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, besides Samuel Jackson, what else? We we do have James Earl Jones, I do have to mention, because we did see him in the end um, with Darth Vader, uh, I believe, right? Mm-mm. No? He, he's the voice actor of Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. They We... You said that, we that see a, him. Sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> we see we see the voice actor for Darth Vader at the end, or we hear him. We. That's <laughs> yes. what I mean. Yes, that's what I mean. Okay, okay. We hear James Earl Jones as the as the voice actor for yes. uh, Vader. A nice little throwback there. Of mm-hmm. course, he had to put him in. He's no longer Anakin Skywalker. He's Darth Vader, and that is James Earl Jones. He got a lot of money for that. <laughs> he he <laughs> sure did. He absolutely did. Um, Ian Mick. Uh, um, I'm, I'm trying to read this off my uh, notes here. Mickeymrid. I think I nailed that. Who was Palpatine? Oh, he's he, yeah. he's very skeevy. He's a very skeevy actor. Yes, and he is. That was a, that was a good role that he filled. Um, Tamora Morrison also, uh, who was Boba Fett, um, and Jango Fett. And the clones, <laughs> all of those active, very yeah. diverse actor mm-hmm. there. Uh, so overall, all of those char- all of those actors filling those those character roles, I would score this as a ten. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that the cast was pretty loaded. 
Um, but again, there they are a lot of comebacks from earlier in the prequels, where there, which there should have been. Um, yeah, so I think the actors are good as well. I, I nobody nobody's really new. I, I don't think that there's just a lot of new things happening though. It, well, it's it's not. It really isn't a new movie. It's it's, it's in the middle. As I mean, it's in the middle of the yeah. between the prequels and then the three that come after it. So. It's not really the time for new, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they did good with who they had and everybody that they picked fit. Obviously, they aren't the classic actors of like Harrison Ford and whatnot of the of the original right. trilogy. But but they didn't I, need I, him. He for, didn't need to be in the our, story for our generation. For the younger generation, those were the classic actors. Right, they really were true. And yeah, and I I could even say that. I'm glad that they didn't bring in Harrison Ford or, like, a young version of Harrison Ford to play Han Solo because that could have been a train wreck. They could have did that. I don't really think there was a there was just any room for him in no. this movie. There really wasn't so any So it's good that they didn't That's, keep put him in yeah, there. Yeah, that, that was a good, uh, good uh, move there. So what did you rate this as for an actor's? Hmm. Um... I, I would give it... I'll just give it a 10. Give it a 10 as well. Yeah. All right. Got a match here. Ten. Match my ten. All right. We'll move on from actors to cinematics. Now with this, it's such an awesome movie. Um, I I would say there was a lot of cool cinematics. Obviously, it's the Star Wars universe. You have lightsabers, starships, um, starfighters, mm-hmm. blasters, aliens. Obviously, we have Yoda, classic alien. We see him all the time. Uh, the Wookiees, I believe the droids, right? Or the, yes, the, there's the droids were there. CGI as well. Um, so those were all like the physical cinematics that we saw that were CGI, and they they all flowed very well, and they looked very real. Obviously, they didn't look very realist, like real life, like extremely real life, because mm-hmm. we do see that a little bit in the newer trilogy, and I. I can attest that that really does look real life there. This is somewhere a little bit near that, maybe a little bit less. But when I, when I was a kid, it, it wasn't you, it wasn't eye popping. Yes, you would probably we agree kids, that this is agree. believable. Yes. Like as you watched it, you you got it. Like it just flowed. Like it made sense. As of, obviously as of right now, when we're rating this, we're trying to rate it in the present moment. But I can think back to a time when I watched this movie as mm-hmm. a kid. I was blown away. Yeah, like the CGI wasn't perfect, but it wasn't it didn't perfect, matter obviously. when you, there, yeah. there are new standards these mm-hmm. days for CGI, but exactly. back then they did well. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um so besides the CGI specifically, the other cinematic angles specifically on Mustafar with the lava scenes were really good. They 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 had a lot yeah. of cool angles and when like the lava spurred up and they 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 clasped the lightsabers it was like rumbly and whatnot, and there was a lot going on. It was a really good, uh, several good uh, camera angles. That all being said, mm-hmm. again, it you really can't compare that to the CGI today. Obviously, more CGI today. True. Is, I, I thought Yoda's CGI in the Wookiees were it, incredible. Yeah, I will say that the very, Wookiees very, might have just been costumes, though. Yeah. But but the Yoda was definitely. This is good. what I attest to with newer stuff versus. Um, this semi-older stuff was that the CGI looked more fluid. Yeah. 
um, versus we see a lot other aliens um, in the newer trilogy, like like Maz. I'll say mm-hmm. with like uh, like the buggy eyed alien with like the big glasses. <laughs> yeah, that just looked a little bit too CGI, <laughs> like a little too too yeah. CGI, like almost unrealistic slightly. So that's my whole take on it. Wasn't super crazy, so I will take off. It, it didn't really blow me away, like mind blowing CGI. Not like Doctor Strange. I'll always, I'll always compare anything to Doctor Strange. That just like is super mind blowing CGI there. Um, so I'll compare that to this. I don't really see that here too much, so I'll take off one point for that. Still very decent though. Uh, I guess my only critical point to say about cinematics would kind of be that. I feel like the, the the duel of the fates. There was good ca- camera angles, but maybe they could have been better. Like like the actual um, choreography cho- choreographing of the fight, the saber fight, um, which is fine. Uh, like some game, like some modern games with lightsabers have had some pretty incredible duels. Okay. Uh, created, and. There was some good, definitely some good parts in this movie, but I think it could have been more interesting or better. Um, with today's standards, looking I, back, I think I know what you're talking about. I have seen sometimes with like the newer lightsaber battles when they clash. Sometimes there's like sparks going everywhere. Yeah, or is even, that what you kind of mean? Yeah, or just like I don't not not necessarily that I wanted this, but like even like you know you have the extremes of throwing a lightsaber and like having the force and coming back to your hand like you could really go crazy with that and it could have been pretty intense because they're both intensely trained and just experienced jedi two of the most powerful jedi yeah so that should have been a very epic like you know just showing off their abilities exactly really yep um what else was i gonna say uh we're still in Cinemax. So, um, you know, General Grievous, I thought, was looked real. To me, still does. He does. Actually, yeah, when I rewatch it. I think he's like, looks more, the most real out of any droid. Maybe it's because of the eyes, but <laughs> I don't know. The eyes say it. <laughs> yeah. But the eyes are the windows <laughs> to the soul. Yeah, the and other. Grievous doesn't have one. <laughs> right. Uh huh. But, um,. Yeah, so I guess I'll just, uh, I'll put that as a, wow, my scores are going to be really boring. I'm going to say seven or eight again. That's okay, that's your opinion. We're but, all about each other's opinions here, and, oh, and that's I, okay. Oh, yeah, I respect it. I guess the other thing, the other thing that I would say is that, like, after watching The Clone Wars, and just, I don't know, I, I was pretty blown away by The Clone Wars series, and... Because this takes place where, you know, Order 66 happens. Yep. Like, Order 66 could have been better cinematically. Definitely. Like, I don't think that they, they covered I, that live action perfectly. I will strongly yeah, disagree with that. I thought Order 66 was captured amazingly. Uh, now it's coming back to me more. I, I take that back. Sorry. I Yeah, I, I, I will, agree with I you. I will say, though, that the I think the music really helped it. That's captured true. the drama of Order sixty six. I just kind of wanted the to cinematics see cinematics did well though. I guess I just wanted to see more emotion, which isn't a cinematic issue. Issue. Yep. Um, but the, yeah, the music carried a lot. I, I did like the cutting the scenes to different um, Jedi masters and stuff. But there, there was a lot of. But that's more acting though. 
That's not necessarily cinematics. True. Yeah. But I don't know. I more clones could have been good. More and clones. clones would have been you wanted cinematic more related. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell there's the, many coming on the way. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell Camino that you need more clones <laughs> uh-huh. for uh, Doc Cinema. Uh, All right, moving well, yeah, on. Yeah, we can move on. <clears throat> All right, from cinematics, we move to the plot. There really is only one thing you could be said about the plot. It's perfect. Perfect. Very. It, it's perfect twist. I need to add that in there. It's very crucial. Perfect twist. I will compare it to Avengers Endgame or Avengers Infinity War. You were rooting for the good guys the entire movie. We see we see Anakin slightly slip, but we're always hopeful that he'll pull out in the end. We're always so hopeful. And then the Sith take that hope away and they completely devastate the audience. I I, I was I, I was so struck by that. Um, they they flipped the script. Yeah. The the clones flipped the script. Well, obviously it wasn't the clones. It was Palpatine. Um, yeah, I'm gonna come out and say that I, I'm gonna give a ten to this as well because of the betrayal. And the the fact that they were so close to ending the war. Yeah. And then they all got obliterated in one fail swoop. By their own defenses. By their own allies. Yeah. Quote-unquote allies, we thought. The orchestration of Palpatine in so many different aspects. Not even just the clones. Anakin. The entire Senate. It was just incomparable to any other scene. He was behind the woodworks from the start. He was playing everybody by strings. He was the puppet master again. Mm-hmm. Puppet master of all puppet masters. <laughs> yes. So epic. Such a good plot point. Well, he's Palpatine. And we've never seen it coming. True. Until the point in which he revealed it. And that yeah. all clicked in. And it made sense to everybody. And just brought on more of that devastation. Right. Yeah, I mean, Pal- Palpatine was, you know, kind of just like we said before, is behind the scenes pulling the strings, but never really becomes like fully realizes evil to the audience or everyone until the end. So that's a plot twist. And uh, then from that point on, he, he is the definition of evil. And I think the most evil thing that we've ever seen in Star Wars or most any movie or anything. I mean, he just is like the embodiment of evil. I will say the most evil we've ever seen, but we have never seen it until he's revealed it. That's what makes him more evil. Is that he schemed it behind the scenes in the dark. True, yeah. Even accentuating the darkness. He's in the dark behind the scenes. Then it like gets under your skin because yeah. you, you got manipulated. Because you got manipulated, evil. you didn't see it coming. Yeah. And then he struck. Mm-hmm. So cool. Such a good plot. So you you rated this a ten as well. Yeah, I'll give nothing it a 10 else to say about mm-hmm. that. All right, we'll move on to the action. This was just action packed overall. There really wasn't a point. There were some points. Obviously, they had to 
to bring out more of the drama, more of the Anakin seduction to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Uh, drown out the drama a little bit more. Give it some more breathing room between the action, which was very good. I like when movies do that. Um, it's not always about the action, but obviously in this case it was. Um, the lightsabers dueling is always amazing. Force abilities. Palpatine just lifting up the giant Senate discs and just (laughs) throwing them. That whole Senate fight was so epic. So very, very epic between Yoda and and Palpatine. I would even say that Yoda countering Palpatine's lightning was so cool. I've never seen... That was... When I first saw that, I was so intrigued. I was was like, how is he doing that? That's so crazy. That's such a cool Jedi power. Because everybody else had to use the lightsaber to deflect it before that point. And Yoda just uses the Force. Mm-hmm. So besides, and Yoda retreated, so that's pretty yeah, wild. Yeah, that yeah. And besides that, the Grand Army just always kicking ass against the droids, <laughs> like just demolishing with those with those walkers. Uh, always so cool. Um, so one other duel, of course, I'll mention besides Yoda and Sidious, are the other two, Anakin and Obi Wan. Such an epic fight scene on Mustafar obviously accentuated by the cinematics and the um and the music and the score mm-hmm. and the lava and the lava as well right yeah yeah exactly the glow of the lava the, glow the rest of the lava, is all darkness yes. yeah yes I, I liked how they didn't stay in one place they they literally moved through the mining complex and destroyed it as they were True. fighting each other yeah it was so so cool. They were not really um, sedentary combat. They wasn't sanitary. Sanitary. They wasn't stationary. Yeah. They were jumping everywhere. They were destroying everything. They were climbing over everything. Uh, obviously, avoiding the lava. They were they were levitating on the little platforms, fighting on the platforms. Mm-hmm. I thought the platforms were so cool. <laughs> that was such a cool. Um, I thought those were kind of cool a little terrain. cheesy. A little cheesy? Yeah. I, I liked it. I don't know. I liked so it. So I'd be like a little shot at cinematics, I guess. But. And of course, the best action of the whole movie. <laughs> I have the high ground. <laughs> you underestimate uh, my power. Flips and dies. So cool. Crazy. <laughs> so obviously, if you couldn't tell by my enthusiasm, I would rate this as a 10. I'm going to say uh, 9. Nine or eight between nine, nine or eight. All right, you're you're critical. So yeah, you're critical today. That's all right. <laughs> I'm, what, I'm standing. What would you take off? I, I think it's kind of like what I was saying before about like the duel. I feel like it, it still could have been better. I did think that it was kind of cheesy, the levitating on the thing. Okay. Um, like again, these are the most powerful. Like, two of like the top tier. Jedi's dueling it out, master versus student, that has basically become a master. Like, it just should have been... Our minds should have literally... I mean, not that they weren't blown, but should have been really just shook by the incredible power that each of them had. Exactly. Um, so that's why it's not a full ten. Okay. Moving on to the show, background, and lore. I really don't have a whole lot for this, but what I do have, 
I liked a lot. I, I, I will reduce my rating a little bit now that I'm uh, viewing this my notes. I'm going to reduce this to an 8. I had it as a 10 originally. I'm going to reduce it to an 8 just because there wasn't significant background, but the background that was there was cool. Uh, we have Commander Cody. The We didn't know it yet, but the inhibitor chips. Right. Of, of course, you have to talk about that background. I will also mention real quick that... Um, this is actually this is, this is actually is kind of background ish. It's more background from George Lucas himself and his intentions. From this movie, he he portrayed what he wanted. What George Lucas wanted out of the clones betraying the Jedi is a pure hatred for the Jedi. He wanted the clones to initially always hate the Jedi from birth, go through all that they did, and then turn on the Jedi as a again just pouring more salt on the wound mm -hmm. of the secrecy and the deception uh but of course we didn't see that with clone wars we we were revealed that the clones actually did like the jedi a lot but they didn't have complete full free will with the inhibitor chips uh george lucas that wasn't his actual intention that was not his idea but when they pitched that to him he liked it a lot and he went with it i um I, I, I like both ways of this, but you, you can't really have, like, the end half of Clone Wars without the inhibitor chip and then, like, everything that takes, like, Bad Batch and all the things that come after that. Yes. Um, but when I watched this movie in particular, and I guess you could even clump in a little bit of Episode 2 of Star Wars, I, I, I definitely could see um, George Lucas's vision as far as um, the clones having a, a hatred for Jedi, yes. like both um, when Obi Wan visited um, the clones and they like looked up at him and like they kind of like like um, like were not happy to see him and the way that um, Jango Fett treated Obi Wan, like it just kind of made sense that they were made to hate Jedi. And then also in uh, the movie that we're talking about... It would be interesting if they also respected Jango Fett as, like, their original source in that kind of way. If they, if they knew yeah. he existed and the, the Kaminoans mm -hmm. told the, the clones about him, that would be an interesting thing that he could stand before all of them and say... Hey, I'm your original. Uh, I'm your original source, and I hate the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> so therefore, you all hate the Jedi too. That would be interesting. Kind of cool. But but when I and then I like I guess the final point that I, I want to say is that in this film there in before I watched Clone Wars was was when I watched this film. Like I don't even know if Clone Wars existed when I watched this film. Was it even came out yet? But that I definitely felt the betray like. That it was all part of Palpatine's plan, and they always hated him. I I, I had that underlying like emotion yeah. when watching it, because they you know when you just open fire on Jedi, I was just like, oh my gosh, they just like they just never really cared. It was all part of the plan. It was all part of the plan. Yeah. So I I I think I feel like both there's um I feel like there's almost a heavier emotion, like a, a really dark tainted version with this. Um, embedded hatred fueled with hate. Yes. So, I lots feel of, like that's an interesting 
that, way to think about that it. would even that would build upon the the full darkness the full dark side taking mm-hmm. over when everybody has hatred towards the jedi and this even their own clone troopers this deception of having a uh like brotherly bond or soldier bond uh standing side by side with somebody and then just turning your back on them is just like so heavy to me so it was yeah. very heavy I think we're gonna. I'm gonna definitely gonna talk more about that in the drama um, aspect. Also, moving on, are you uh, all set with the story? Have well, you rated this I, story background? I, I guess I would say that st- story background and lore to me, and with respects to this movie, really have to do with the three movies that came before it. Okay. And then also the two movies, the the two prequels that came before it. Okay. And um. Yeah, I, I think that it would have to be a 10 because I think that they make... I think it makes sense to end the, the prequels. Um, I think it's very linear in yep. that. And I think that they didn't mess up anything that was already established in the first three created films. So, a 10. Okay. Um, I will also mention that besides the background in regards to like the mind of George Lucas and what he creates um, in regards to the planets specifically in their um, cultures and races and whatnot that was the part that he liked the most about making this about making this universe this franchise was creating all of these different like alien cultures and alien planets hmm. so in in terms of lore I, I can't talk about there's too much there's too much from from the jedi to the sith to the background of all the jedi masters where they came from to the background of the jedi sith there's too much lore well yeah you can't you, you can't really accomplish can't. all of it in that's something not that even we will three do. films really no not even that's something that we will do throughout uh down the line in future episodes we will definitely dive into more of the lore behind all of these different cult organizations if you and will you could you could say that clone war um the clone wars series kind of starts to digest that a little bit but they even can't ha- tackle that it was all. after though so it, you it really would, can't say after. background you really can't say that's background because it's after and they build up on that but as far as the storyline goes it's like chronologically all right so you're talking about chronologically but it's just okay. like it's just exploring the universe like referring to that that's all i'm saying okay. like in different planets and stuff yeah yeah again but we also see clone wars dive into all of the jedi masters backgrounds yeah and Correct. we we come to appreciate all these different jedi masters they all basically all i would say all like the big ones like plo Koon and luminara and dooley mm-hmm. um obviously mace windu yoda right pretty much all the Jedi Masters have their own background which gets explored in the, in the Clone Wars which was really interesting I liked how they did that that's Clone Wars though we're not talking about that um, with all that being said I would still uh, rank this as an 8 with all the stuff alright ready to move on yep yeah all right. we can go on to costumes two costumes I rank this as an 8 the Jedi Master robes I think they're pretty regal very interesting I wouldn't say they're like the coolest thing in the world though sadly no. i will have to take a couple points off they're basically just like really 
fine and regal robes. Uh, the clone army, though, their armor, very badass. A lot of, like, all of the markings that they put on their face, like the color coding, the mm -hmm. shoulder pads, which indicates ranking. Right. Is really cool. I like yeah. all that stuff in the... I like how they put that into the costumes. So I'll rank this as an eight. What about the Wookiees? They had fur. That was a... <laughs> yeah, but those are... I'm pretty sure many of... Or at least Chewbacca was... Oh, yes. That's, you know, yeah, that's that true. That is uh, his Tar costume. Tarful, uh, General Tarful also had uh, some uh, uh, regal uh, attire. Or no, no, not regal attire. He had a more authoritative garb as a general. Mm -hmm. He had uh, more armor and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to rank this low as like a five. Okay. Just be again, because there's nothing, there's no gr new ground bre being broken. Not that the costumes were bad, but it just all just kind of flows over from the earlier ones. So the continuity is there, but, um, I, I guess the Wookiees could have been like, they, you know, made sense that they're primitive and whatever. Um, the Wookiees looked good. I don't know. Do you kind of know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then and the, the clones were cool too, but then again, I feel like the we're not talking about this isn't about the Clone Wars, but there's just a lot of crossover. But the, the I mean, it was a significant part of the movie, yeah. especially the last movie too in the Clone Wars. So I mean, you can't do you you can talk about it. Why not? Okay. Yeah. It's it's, <laughs> so, it's relevant. Well, to like the, movie. the the helmet. You know, they had more time. They had more episodes, but the the time that they had. For the clones costumes or their paint that they customize their uh, armor with in the clone wars is in incomparable to this movie's clone costume like clone attire um it was still cool but it's just like totally different like the wolf um clone you know he's got like commander the wolf commander wolf Commander um, Cody. We did see Commander Cody in the Commander movie. Cody, but like Commander Cody's just like orange. He's he doesn't have, <laughs> he's he, just orange. He's just a white he's, he's just a, a white clone <laughs> suit with a little bit of orange accent, so that's not really that extra. Oh, no, but that's significant. It, it, he's a commander. That's yeah. That's his garb. But I, I don't know. I, I hope that somebody kinda knows <laughs> if you don't know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, it just kinda You it, could say the same thing for Rex. He had like just a little bit of like an antenna and a little bit of blue. That was it. Yeah. But But he was significant. And everyone knew it. Yes. But I, I guess I'll just leave it at that and we can move on to uh comedy if you're ready for that. Yeah, definitely. I I've ranked very low for this. This was not a comedy movie. By any means. <sighs> yeah. By any means was not a comedy movie. Uh, I didn't see much. From what I did see, it was mainly just Anakin and Obi Wan. Uh, their playful snippets back and forth. This is where the fun begins. This was your idea. Like, obviously, very, very funny. But for how much was there, and it was just very small snippets and just very petty, small, like Obi Wan snippets, it really wasn't that funny. I would probably make this as a three. There was a deleted scene where. Um... Anakin and Obi-Wan are surrounded by droids in a ship um, with um, General Grievous. And then they do, like, you know, touch their nose or, like, pull their ear. 
and look at each other and like Obi-Wan touched his mustache as like different plans to do as they just looked at each other and then they end up just like carving a hole in the ground <laughs> <laughs> with their lightsabers but did, it was cool did, uh, did Grievous react to that what is, was he like what are you doing stupid Jedi <laughs> no they didn't um, but yeah, it was, it was a deleted scene, and I wish they would have kept it in the movie. Cause I it was find funny. myself doing a lot of impressions, but yeah. I don't mind it. It's I good. It's fun. Yeah, well, that is definitely welcome here. These are a fine <laughs> addition to my collection. Yeah, but um, yeah, the the so I guess that's just kind of off of what you said. With their banter is, is amusing to me, so I, I appreciate that between Obi Wan and Anakin. Um, and the only comedy that comes to mind for this film is basically the elevator scene and like R2D2 spilling the oil but I don't really think that's funny. I like R2D2 like crying out like his, his... <laughs> <laughs> We both do impressions. <laughs> I thought I'd give it a try. <laughs> but I don't even want to try. It's it's I don't I could not nail that. No. Sorry for just like murdering your ears. <laughs> but um yeah, and I don't know, just like the elevator scene is probably the most funny, and it's really not even that funny, so I would probably say like a three, just to be nice. Okay. Yeah. Alright, this is probably our biggest category. As I don't it know, should be. I don't even know where to start with this one. The drama and character to beliefs, it's, it's, it's a mountain. It's a mountain full of... <laughs> Of drama. That's all this movie was. A gut wrench of drama. A gut wrench of drama. Even from the very beginning, Anakin questioning whether to kill Count Dooku. Within the first, like, five minutes of the movie, we already see dramatic scenes being... Um, had. And being had. Characters questioning what they should be doing. Questioning their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will... I guess I'll just start with the the Jedi Masters being betrayed by their clones. Um, I felt one, that. I felt that for sure. Definitely. The emotion I, I can't was definitely explain, there. When I first saw that as a kid, heavy. The fall of just the once like the the goodest of good guys, the pure Jedi. Mm-hmm. They're not even supposed to be warriors. They're not supposed to be warriors, and they wanted to. That all they wanted to do was do good in the galaxy. To watch them, just be betrayed purely by their allies that they fought next to for years, massacred, Ma- just absolutely massacred. That whole scene of of them being killed, of all the clone troopers. Shooting their Jedi uh, generals, Plo Koon dying. Plo Koon was one of my favorites. After I, even after I watched that scene, I was with Padme there. I was, I was on the verge of tears as a kid. You were in that movie. (laughs) I, I felt just lying next to Padme when Padme started crying when she was like sensing what was happening. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, I was feeling it. It was a lot for it was her, devastating. and it was a lot for me. <laughs> it was devastating for so many fans that love the Star Wars franchise to see the Jedi get absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Was a feeling that I, I can't even express. The only thing I can express close to that... Inconceivable. Is inconceivable devastation. I, I was 
I, I, I started tearing up a little bit as a kid. I was depressed the rest of the day. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Even now when I watch it, I still cop feels. I, I, it's so, it still affects me to this day and it affects the whole community, the whole Star Wars community. I feel like um, um, you, I, you have to mention what you you probably were going to mention. I was, I was just about to say it. But <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. Anna, Anakin and Obi-Wan. Oh, my gosh. The, I was going to say something else. The words exchanged. I, I, you, I mean, Before we get to go. that, just still building off of what happened with the clones. If you watch the Clone Wars show... And you got to know every single clone and all the th- all the things that the clones did with the Jedi, forming all of those unique bonds, getting to know each other. I, I, I can remember one of the episodes in the Clone Wars, the clones were like, were expendable. And one of the Jedi Masters, Plo Koon, said, not to me or not. The Jedi genuinely felt a bond. Mm-hmm towards the clones to see those clones those same clones kill their best friends people that they regarded so highly it still chills me to the bone i'm gonna be a little devil's advocate here but for the this movie uh, um is we don't have that i didn't have that background because clone wars wasn't out yet i'm saying right now I'm yeah. saying right now, just still continue watching to like, watch that movie right now in the okay, present. So, after that, so e- okay, so even in that context, if I went back and I watched it right now again, I, I feel like this movie kind of has the clones more as like paper people or like cookie cutter. That's true. They're they're, they're not they're, their characters aren't developed, so it's a different emotion. So I feel like the George Lucas Lucas vision of having them kind of just like have these feelings that we don't know about of hating the Jedi is heavier than oh they were friends okay and then the inhibitor chip made them but that's just maybe that's just me but yeah just to cut in here we apologize there seems to be we're outside right now if you couldn't tell we've been outside for the past couple of episodes seem to be a lot of really chatty birds out so I apologize getting back into the topic though Moving on from the clones, Anakin falling. I, I loved Anakin as a character, as a kid. He he was he was my role model as a, as, as a kid. He was my fictional role model. The we could see the three major emotions he was going through throughout this movie. He wanted revenge on Count Dooku and all of the Sith. He had a massive ego he was hungry for power he was thirsty for power and for rank he wanted to be a master so badly he wanted to be a jedi knight i'm I'm sure that all the jedi were just very hesitant because he was too powerful they didn't know if if he would be a threat i i'm 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 fairly certain not even just that he was a threat and he was so powerful he was so raw raw emotionally mm-hmm. that he was just too he was too compulsive to be those but they didn't convey that accurately so when they said that we don't grant you the rank of master they didn't offer an explanation they just said that that really fed into Anakin's ego him thinking I am the most powerful out of all of you and you won't 
let me be a master. Uh, he's mastered so many different arts of, of lightsaber. He has such strong connection to the Force. More midichlorian counts than anybody on the, the council. Master Yoda. The Master Yoda himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't grant him the rank of master. Fed into that emotion of ego and anger towards the Jedi. Uh, I do wonder if they would have given him the rank of master if this would have just changed the whole course of there's a lot of there's a lot of different everything. there's a lot of different plot points that if went differently could have changed the outcome substantially and could have brought out a better outcome because if he if he felt appreciated as a jedi master he could have been Yes, that could have totally changed the core. I mean, we could we could maybe talk about that later. I don't want to totally now. now like, I'll, yeah, now I'll, I'll also talk section. about the third emotion he was feeling. He was feeling fear for Padme. His visions that that were brought to him in his sleep of Padme dying. He was so afraid of losing her, of seeing her die. Now we will, we'll, we'll go a little bit. Um, when we're talking about, uh, after we're talking about the uh, categories, we'll go off on a different topic and talk about what those could have meant. But his fear of losing Padme and that he only saw one choice, which was the dark side. And the light side couldn't do that for him. The light side couldn't grant him that. As much as he was a good person and the light side was very powerful, it couldn't stop the future. The light side didn't know about the future. Mostly these visions that he was seeing were from the dark side, and that was creeping into him. Mm -hmm. So we see all of those major three emotions accumulating and accumulating, and finally he breaks by defending Palpatine, killing Mace Windu. Again, out of self-interest because he needed Palpatine, and he was willing to kill one of his fellow allies to do that from his own ego a lot of different beliefs changes going on with anakin so substantial again just broke my heart he was one of my favorite uh, willing my favorite to characters. kill children for he palpatine children literal literal just children so he, utterly desperate to follow orders and to learn how to save lives that he would take them from children i think the anger and his ego kind of fueled his hatred towards the jedi and wanted to kill his kill the jedi um specifically mm -hmm. um in that aspect um so all of those things accumulating to anakin's fall so gut-wrenching so heart-wrenching i didn't know how to respond again it was it it made me almost tear up as a kid it was so terrible mm -hmm. um so besides that the That that was that's pretty that's pretty much it. Those were obviously like the two most substantial drama and character belief uh, plot points going on there. I don't think any other drama that I've seen, either a movie or TV show, remotely compares to what I saw with this. Yeah. Um... I, I, so, all in all, after that spiel, I am gonna break this rating scale and give it an eleven. That's an 11 for drama there. Wow. Because <laughs> that extra point, that 10 was obviously blew me away, but that extra point 
was because I was personally affected by it. Okay. I'll allow it. So there you go. <laughs> no, yeah, that's definitely... I think that's definitely that's, appropriate I bet that's kind of psychotic, though. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> have a movie affect me so much? But it did. I, I'm going to be honest. I was a little kid. It affected oh, me. Oh, no. I think it, it still does. I think it affected all of us. It does. And I, I definitely still get affected by um, the... The betrayal of the Jedi by the uh, clones, and also, especially, especially, the betrayal of each other between Obi Wan and Anakin. Oh my God! How have I overlooked that? They. Oh my God! They even adding on to that eleven <laughs> score. Yeah, you're right about that. Oh they build up their bond and their friendship and their brotherhood. The whole base. The, I mean, not really episode one of the prequels, but definitely the other two. Definitely the the episode before this and this one. Um, it's just incredible. They How much they've gone together, they fought side by side, and just the way that they communicate with each other, and we kind of said their banter. Like, you can tell that these guys have been through thick and thin together and will do anything for each other. And then to see them rip each other apart at the end of a, the movie is heart-wrenching. Just for the sake of his ego, for his anger. Right. Succumbing to that rage again we see in the dark, in the dark side. Succumbing to the dark side there. And, and as much as his... His... Good... As good can be, Obi-Wan Kenobi wants to turn him. He can't. He He's powerless. The, the dialogue on Mustafar when they're talking back and forth of Obi-Wan saying, I will do what I must, like, that 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 also affected me. I was like, oh my god, that's so yeah. gut-wrenching. Afterwards, when Anakin is dying from the fire after being cut, by, uh, by being cut by Obi-Wan, you were my brother, Anakin. Oh my mm-hmm. god, we finally are revealed to how much... Anakin meant to Obi-Wan. It just cuts through you like a knife. I Every time. It doesn't matter how many times I watch it. It still hits hard every time. It's just Mm -hmm. that emotionally packed that you just can't not feel something about it. Because there's somebody, hopefully there's somebody, there probably is, in your life that is just like you can relate to, that they mean something to you, and then if that was ever to happen, it would just... To see them turn on you and indescribable oh my god and i don't i don't think that that's ever really been done in any um mainstream movie ever to that degree that it was in this film so i'm not going to be a copycat and break the system and put an 11 but i will give it a full 10 for sure because it definitely deserves it break the system all right do we want to take a little bit of a break? Is this kind of a long, this kind of a long episode? Do we want yeah, to take a break? Yeah. So this is about the the hour mark. So uh, grab a drink, re-situate yourself in your seat, take a walk, maybe come back, um, grab some popcorn, and then we'll start the second part. Uh, you can pause now. And welcome back, viewers. Hope you uh, took a nice break. Maybe walked around a little bit, took all of that in. Took a dump, maybe. Took it. Took a dump. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. Took a, a potty break. Grab some popcorn, whatever. We are back into this discussion. We'll kick it off 
with the antagonist quality back where we left off um, I will start out two different ones obviously we had I would say Palpatine being the main orchestrator oh 100 100 although we do see Anakin as the primary I would say probably the most the the main character of this movie he's turned to the antagonist side yeah where does that leave him though obviously he's an antagonist but that leaves a void in who the now main character is it's in my opinion it's still anakin there is no protagonist now besides obviously obi-wan but he's a minor protagonist which is interesting because then you could argue that this film well i mean not not you maybe wouldn't have to argue that hard for um that it, it is a movie about a villain it is interesting it, I, i've never really thought about it that way but you nailed it that's 100 percent what this movie is it's yeah. the fall of a great man into an even greater villain yeah that's to exactly be stripped what of what is good to become a incredible not even to be stripped unbearable not evil. even not even to be stripped to throw all of it away true he you does th- he does he threw it all away for the sake of power preventing the future a future that didn't actually even happen he caused it and this is actually explained as there, there's two different types with the visions versus um, versus a future that's set in stone a vision isn't a future that's set in stone it's a possibility of a future well it's actually a um different it's like the reality's broken and uh other things are happening yeah uh, i'm just kind of kidding i was kind of referencing <laughs> why oh, oh okay 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 <laughs> but i was doing a horrible okay. job i didn't get it no yeah well just um, forget that that even happened so I, I i will also talk about the visions later with our special topic the manipulation of palpatine um so, going going back to the antagonist quality. Before I just derailed you, sorry. That's okay. Palpatine, I will mention as I'm not gonna. I'm actually not gonna say it yet. Hold on. Uh, we're gonna hold off for that for a second. Palpatine uh, is beyond anything we've ever seen. With his manipulation, midichlorians uh, creating an actual human being in a womb, which is what he did with Shmi. If you didn't know that, um, that's just the start. That was probably that was probably his most significant act in his manipulation and his whole scheme was creation of Anakin in the womb. Uh, I don't think this is in the movie. <laughs> no, it's not. No, 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 no. This is extra. This is extra information. This was not stated in the movie at all. Okay. Um, that this is basically fans asking how did Shmi get pregnant when there was never a father Shmi Shmi that yeah that, that the guy from Captain Hook Shmi no 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 uh, <laughs> who yeah no but that was that was wasn't, wasn't that Anakin's mother's name was not uh Shmi that or that was the that was that was his mother I thought that was I don't know we might need to look this up right now. Do you want to look this up while I'm talking? Um, just in case. Just to get our facts sure. right. So I'll move on from that. Um, 
But I, I do know that's 100% canon. That's That's been confirmed. Okay. Was the I've never heard of that before, so that's new to me. Um, the, so, so he created that, Anakin, you're he saying? He created Anakin as an embryo in the womb. Well, that's wild. It's... I don't, know if I, can, I don't know if I can handle it's that. It's paramount. I, when I read that, it blew me away. I never knew that the alteration of life was a power of the dark side. That is ridiculous. Well, one if of they the, can bring, keep people that from is dying. That is one of the reasons why Palpatine is... He's actually... Again, this is also canon. This is 100% factual. He has been pronounced as the most powerful Sith in Sith existence. Based off the fact that he could create life through the manipulation of midichlorians. Which is kind of boring because there's some dope mind, mind manipulation as well. With obviously That's Snoke wild. in the later sequels. Oh, uh, you're right. It's Shmi. It is Shmi. That's it. I knew it. The, the son of Shmi, Anakin Skywalker. I said it. I said it. You, you doubt me. You doubt me, Shmi. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's not... I don't know if it's that I doubted you. I just... I. I guess I was just I'm okay. stupid. I don't know. Just didn't know. Um, so the manipulation of Midichlorians, manipulation of Anakin, the footholds in the authority over the separatists. Yeah, it says it says right here, born without a father through the force. Through the force. Yeah. So confirming the, what you just said. Yeah, exactly. Which is yeah. wild. That it's wild. It I, really I really never knew that till today, so I'm gonna like my mind's gonna continue to be blown for the rest of the week to just figure that out but anyways, i analyze everything i am the analyst i analyze everything it's too imagine much. imagine what else you can learn next week from me <laughs> all uh, right the doc's so, gonna need to do some more studying on that before so i can digest the foothold i do a lot of studying about this stuff um so the the footholds in the in the authority over the separatists count dooku other sith lords the senate the, the Republic. I am the I Senate. I am the Senate. I've said it. This is probably like the fifth time i said it. The Puppet Masters to end all Puppet Masters. He's the Puppet Master of the Puppet Masters. Yep. That's so crazy. Um. So that's Palpatine, obviously. We have Anakin as well that we see at the end. Just a extremely powerful antagonist. Rage comparable to nothing his rage is beyond anything that's a source of his power one of the most powerful sith lords as darth vader that we've seen at the end so i would rate this as a 10 does anakin's um turn to the dark side and the stark contrasts from good and evil make him even a more darker antagonist and better antagonist. I would say that his struggle, his inner struggle between the light and the dark side, reinforces and energizes his force capabilities. Yeah, but does it make May, him a better that, antagonist? I, I, I feel I, this is not factual. This is my opinion. I feel like that tension creates such a ripple in the force between light and dark that he can't decide. Okay. So yes, he's a better <laughs> antagonist. Or, do you think he's a no, better just, antagonist because he he has elements of good, or he came from good? Do you think that makes him more I, evil? In, really, in terms of an antagonist, he's not very manipulative in any way. 
he we see we see his true antagonist qualities come later in in future movies we really okay. do this I, is just the preliminary stuff. i agree and i kind of just wanted to pose that question so the audience could hear and then also the analysts could analyze that but yeah because i he, yes it is about him and yes this is the becoming of anakin into a villain and one of the most iconic villains in cinema um but i think really in this movie the spotlight needs to be put on 100 percent. maybe we'll give a couple percents to anakin but really needs to be on um palpatine palpatine yeah uh he and he definitely deserves a 10 i'm gonna give him a 10 as he well. was the man in the shadows the entire time like yeah the, he's the arch antagonist 100 percent. i agree with you so would you give it to 10 as well yes all right both 10s all around the music is the last category Duel the Fates, the Order 66 music, that automatically gives it a 10 in my book. Just in general, yeah, the yeah. whole score of Star Wars is very regal and very dramatic. And that's just that's just a 10 in my books, just plain and simple. Yeah, the, um, the, the music in Star Wars always seemed to deliver. And uh, like we said in the drama section, the emotion that's able to be carried through the music in these films is incredible and definitely elevates anything that's happening on the screen so to not give credit to music would definitely be a disservice um so music needs to be taken note of and given a high high credit credibility definitely all right so i'll, I'll give it a, a 10 as well all right so overall these categories very strong opinions Almost all high ratings, except for a couple. Just an all-around fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Just, just amazing. I'm I'm struggling to find the words for it. I just I can't I can't place the words for it. <laughs> we have it's, a we have a true beyond, believer over it's here. It's beyond anything that I've ever. Seen. It really is. It's beyond we're, anything. We'll we'll just it's just a true believer status true believer. Uh, for those Lego Star Wars players out there and know what that means. So that concludes all of our categories we are moving on to some special topics um and also a crack characters Ooh. segment always like those we will start do you want to start with the crack characters just to start out because it's, um, it's slightly small i know to the contrary to what i feel like what i've been saying or i haven't said too much about anakin but i i, I definitely think that obi-wan and anakin are, are crack i mean i i could probably say that everybody or a lot of the main, like, um, Mace Windu is definitely crack mm-hmm. as well. He, for how small he's on screen. The the thing that makes Obi-Wan a crack Jedi is that the, 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 the power of a Jedi comes through control mm-hmm. and steadfastness and just sheer will and concentration and just like a good pure heart obi-wan has basically perfected all of those things he's always he's <laughs> yeah. always calm there's rarely a situation where we ever see him emotion um emotion come out with obi-wan obviously with anakin his emotion came out that's that's without saying yep but with all those things mastered he is a one of the strongest Jedi Masters in canon. He, yeah, he's as uh, strong as Mace Windu, or, yeah, 
as powerful as Mace Windu and as wise as Master Yoda, which is said in other episodes too. We've also said uh, Palpatine and uh, Anakin, both crack characters. Anakin with his uh, rage, midichlorian count, um, connection in the Force, very, very powerful character. Palpatine also is manipulation, very strong Sith. Both mm-hmm. crack characters. Of course we have to mention Yoda. We we 100% have to. His whole species, every single member of his species has a high midichlorian count. Really? That that we, sorry, that, that we have seen so far. Okay. We've seen Grogu. We've seen Yoda. Um, there is a, a female uh, Yoda species uh, called Yaddle, which we have seen in uh, Phantom, uh, Phantom Menace 1. If you looked around in the uh, Jedi Council chamber, you do see a Yoda species with hair. Yes. That's, yep. that's Yaddle. All of those are very strong um, Jedi, especially Yoda. They all have strong midichlorian counts. I feel like I maybe read that a while ago, but it's definitely uh, refreshing to have a confirmation of that from mm-hmm. the analyst. <laughs> a little refresher. Alright, our next, or our first special topic is, we, we have touched on this before, the manipulation of Palpatine. How far has it gone? What has he done throughout the entire movie? This is definitely a topic we need to be talking about, and that we would like to um, bring to you viewers so that you can consider and look back on this movie as you go through. So first off... We have Palpatine, obviously, the manipulation of Anakin by the midichlorians in Shmi's womb. Shmi. Just, just, just to start out, that's ridiculous I, that he can <sighs> manipulate that as part of a, sh- a, a of a scheme to rule the galaxy, that he could create a person. I feel like this makes, as <laughs> not getting into the, the newer movies of Star Wars, um, that are outside of the original six in my head, this kind of makes sense that um, he he's able to like produce um, Siths and like incubators and stuff like that. Palpatine, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah, this knowledge of him being able to do that is just crazy. So besides that, him creating the clones, uh, I believe it was Count Dooku who actually did it, but he ordered Count Dooku to do it. Um, mm-hmm. As part of the plan with the inhibitor chips to initiate Order 66, in one fell swoop, kill all the Jedi. That's that's so crazy. So that's two. Um, there's a couple more in here that I have written down. Um, obviously, with the mental manipulation of Anakin, we touched on the three different emotions that led him to the dark side. We have the revenge aspect when he kills Count Dooku was initiated by Palpatine, the famous, do it. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Kill him. He cut off your arm. Cuts his head off. That's the first manipulation we see. Um, the second manipulation, which is obviously much more profound, that was mo- which, the, re- wait, wait, the revenge. If, if I, if, I'm sorry, if I can interrupt Yes, go ahead. There, but the, the, a point should be made that um, how... how <laughs> Palpatine always has these like in his manipulation it's all these turns of tables I mean having How his turn tables yeah of having his basically his new apprentice 
kill his old apprentice, basically. But he's still a sen as a Which, senator. He's not even as the he's not even you don't even really know that he's evil yet. Which actually, uh, now that, that you say it, um, the and then killing... Count, no, Count Dooku, I think, has to know. The, the killing of the apprentice. By Count the Dooku, apprentice. Count Dooku, actually, I looked like this Like, the up. triangle of those three and, like, how that took place is kind of, like, wild. I was wondering the same thing, because why would Count Dooku just let him kill him? And why would why would he let? Because Count Dooku is the most one of the most powerful there is. Like, there's no way he would have lost to Anakin if he actually wanted to try. So I looked that up. Palpatine manipulated Dooku mentally to lose. I looked this up. You can actually look this up online. I did this before the podcast. That's crazy. This is 100 percent canon, factual, or no? It's not 100 percent canon. There's a lot of speculation and there's a lot of proof towards it. It's not canon, though, oh. but you can look it up. But I, I strictly believe this. This is my opinion, that Palpatine manipulated Count Dooku to not fight back so much. Can you tell us more about that? Like, how do you, how did he go about There's, manipulating there, him to lose? It's, it's a Sith trick, basically. You have, like, the Sith Force Lightning and the Sith uh, Mental Manipulation. One of the Sith tricks is to uh, lose the focus, is, is to mentally project out and lose the focus of whatever the target is. He targeted Count Dooku, made him lose his focus, mm -hmm. so that he really couldn't do anything. And that was him looking back at at Palpatine when what? he said, "Kill him." Count Dooku knew, and he said, "This was not part of the plan." He looked at him. He couldn't do anything because he was manipulated not to. Ah, it's just crazy. <laughs> That's so crazy. It's such a good theory. And there's a lot of supporting evidence behind that, obviously, I just said. Well, that would make sense because they went, because Anakin went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Count Dooku an episode before that, and he got, he his, got his hand cut off he got in, like, two seconds. He's, he got his ass kicked. Yeah. Um, so, the manipulation of his, which is actually kind of funny because there's the rule of two with the Sith. Right. That the apprentice must be killed. But what about Ventress? <laughs> there have been there have been breaks to the rules. They they've done that a lot, and they didn't really like it. Those were like all means to an end. So he didn't really want to keep any of those like Maul or Ventress. Those were just puppets. To True. Him. Um, I just wanted to throw a wrench in there. Basically, Sorry, the saying. apprentice the with the rule of two for the Sith, the Sith um, apprentice must kill the master and become the master and become more powerful. Um, Which I or, think is kind of ridiculous, but okay. Or because then you powerful, know that it's coming; it's it, inevitable. It's true, but but we we have seen it in the later episodes that the, the the Sith Master projects into the apprentice when they're killed, and they become part of him. Oh, so that that it's part of the plan, basically. So they keep living. Interesting. Um, okay. And, or or with the rule of two, if another more powerful apprentice kills your current apprentice. So that's just an upgrade in the apprentice. Oh. Um, we're getting off track a little bit. We, we kind of the rule of two is track. important. It's uh, important. It's important. It's it, okay. The rule yeah. of two is very important. So we have the manip no manipulation no of Anakin to kill Dooku. Actually, through the manipulation, uh, he basically was just saying he didn't do anything to Anakin's mind. He was just like, "Yeah, kill him." He cut off your arm. Take revenge, and Anakin just gave into revenge, but he didn't manipulate. Uh, Dooku. Yeah, because the, not a lot of manipulating needed to be had. Yep. He, he, 
for Anakin at that point. So besides that, when Anakin has his glimpses into the future, his visions, he has many different visions uh, throughout him sleeping of Padme crying out, of Padme dying. Um, those were projected into his mind via Palpatine of possible futures of Padme dying. It was always in, in Palpatine's plan. I also looked this up, too. Is it canon? I'm pretty sure it was. I, I can't remember. Okay. You might need to look that up. But Fair. It was always part of Palpatine's plan to kill Padme. Because Padme was bearing the sons of... The son and daughter. The, the children of, of, of Anakin. And it was fated that they would become more powerful than Anakin and kill him. And he, and he didn't uh-huh. want that. So Makes it was sense. always the plan to kill Padme and to cause more pain to Anakin to uh, turn him why over Why did Natalie Portman have to die? She just had to. That's part of Palpatine's plan. But he wanted her to die in a specific way so that Anakin would fully come over to the dark side because there was always the chance that if he killed Padme, Anakin wouldn't do it. So he needed Anakin to fear that. Which leads into the next manipulation of him talking to Anakin, feeding his ego and the masters of the Jedi. So he turns on the masters yep. for not um, allowing him to do certain things because he had a strong ego. Now, the final one, which really set everything off, was when Palpatine um, took over. All the Jedi rushed in. He planned this. He summoned Anakin mentally to come to his aid. And as Count Dooku was trying to kill the Chancellor, that basically solidified in Anakin's mind that maybe the Jedi are kind of bad because he's about to kill him. Maybe they're not all that good. But at, at um, at the other end of the spectrum, he did see that he was a Sith. But at that point, he didn't care because he needed Palpatine. He was already towards the dark side. And the desperation of the need for Palpatine solidified Anakin's place in the dark side. Yeah, uh, just to put that in a little different words. Uh, yeah, that was kind of a jumble of words. He No, it was fine. It was good. Um, but he fueled, Palpatine fueled Anakin's um, idea of corruption towards the Jedi. He did, yeah. He, that was he swung it on that. Kind of what you were talking about. Yes. But, yeah. So... That was kind of a strong. That was a kind of a strong topic, and we'll lead into the next topic, the next uh, special topic, which is actually a two-parter. Um, order sixty-six, the special order given by Palpatine to eliminate all of the Jedi from the clones through their inhibitor chips. That wasn't the only order. There were a hundred and fifty contingency orders for the GAR or the Galactic Army of the Republic. And, and However, the analyst knows all of them. I do not. Because most of them are not canon. No, I'm kidding. I didn't I didn't I didn't, I didn't look up most of them. The ones that I did look up which were in fact canon were Order 151, which was really interesting. Basically to hunt down Darth Vader. And this was after the Galactic Republic was formed. He created this new contingency order for all the clone troopers to hunt down Darth Vader in case Darth Vader uh, tried to kill Palpatine. 
So wait, so you're you're saying that this was in the chip? This was at, in the chip at, at at their birth. Like like it wasn't. Um, I think this was put in later. Oh okay. I think this was put in later. Because then I that think, would mean that he he knew he, that he needed, far ahead. Yeah, which I think he would be like really meta yeah i think he needed to convince him first and then he put it in later so that was okay. order five one that was a special order order 65 which was also put in um before at, at their birth which was to detain the chancellor if seen as unfit to rule by the senate well that doesn't really make any sense because he had to put those orders in Ba- basic okay so basically is it just the like senate co- knew a cover the order senate, the senate knew about all of those orders oh because those are the galactic uh, army of the republic the the senate there was people that were aware of all of these so he needed to put that in there to gain their trust and gain their favor true true so it didn't seem that like makes sense. now order 37 is literally a war crime which was, if a wanted person is too hard to capture, they are the clone troopers are allowed to either execute or arrest an entire civilian population in order to capture that wanted person, which is a war crime. Wow. In our standards. Yeah. That's interesting. So really, really crazy different uh, order contingencies. I think There's those are a good out there. Uh, three extra ones. Three extra ones. I, I yeah, like that's those. Pretty cool. Very interesting. Now, still on the uh, topic of the Order 66, we see this throughout in the new content uh, of Star Wars movies. We see this in Bad Batch, Clone Wars, Fallen Jedi game. Um, I'm sure there are many, many others. Really cool, different perspectives on Order 66 from different characters that... And, and we see, obviously, we see from Palpatine him initiating it, and it's like, oh man, he's so schemy. Imagine being in the, in the in the eyes of a Jedi, who's out there fighting the good fight, and then you just turn around and they're all shooting at you. All of your friends are shooting at you, and you are so confused. We see that in so many different perspectives, of so many different Jedi. Um, I mean, in the movie, actually, there were a lot of different Jedi perspectives. Yes. But specifically in the other shows, when we didn't see Palpatine give the order, just out of the blue, the clones would turn on the Jedi. And that was so scary. It's it's such a scary scene to see. And we mm-hmm. see it a lot. They put that in there a lot, and I appreciate it. Like, the beginning of Bad Batch is what I think of. I what do, I think too. of this. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it's just very unexpected more because yeah you don't yeah i don't think they do show the order being given at they, that point they don't it just happens and you're like and like think, you know what's gonna happen but it still hurts i think they do they like, just uh, i think they actually do in every scene that they do order 66 and any other star wars content not in revenge of the sith they have it in the background and you can see the hologram oh and you know that's what it was. and yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. oh man it's about to happen Mm-hmm. And you're still not prepared for when it happens. Exactly. It's so it's still, so terrifying. Yeah, yeah just, nothing can com- can prepare you for that, even when you know that it's coming. That's, that's how chilling gra- it is. It's the gravity order of Order 66. Mm-hmm. That's so. That's such a good specialty topic to talk about, though. All right, that's uh, that's pretty much all I had to say. Would you like to 
uh, add anything else? No, I think that's no? that's good. All right. Well, we are going to end it off there. Thank you for tuning in for this very, very long episode. But this was a good episode to talk about. This is a great movie. A lot of good ideas and thoughts being thrown around. A lot of emotions in drama. Especially Definitely. being talked about. On our Instagram, NerdNook2022, please give us your comments. How did you feel about this movie? How would you feel about Order 66? We definitely know that there is some people that don't like the prequels, so tell us why. Give us more information. That's true. Yeah, if you you didn't like it, if you liked it, whatever your opinion is, please voice it on our Instagram, NerdNook2022. In the meantime, this has been The Analyst. And this is Doc Cinema. Have a great day.